0: Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Today, we got two big topics we're going to talk about. First of all, we're going to talk about value landmines in the top 100 picks. These are poor value players based on their current ADP. And we're also going to talk about defensive team strategies. How can you find the best defense for your team in 2020? Here we go. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Darn a guy who's going to help you win that. Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick, and welcome to the Fantasy Maverick Podcast coming at you from Santa Fe, New Mexico. So today we're going to talk about a couple of things, all right? The main thing we're going to talk about is value landmines. Now, the past uh, couple of uh, episodes, I've been talking about great value picks in the draft. Well, today we're going to do the opposite. We're going to look at bad value picks. And so I've got a couple names for you guys you definitely want to stay away from unless they start to fall down the draft board. Then they might be a good pick. But for right now, I would Stay away from them. Um, we're also going to talk about defenses and um, what strategy do I use to pick a defense? Um, so uh, you know, obviously the uh, the NFL schedules came out last uh, last week, and uh, you know that's a perfect opportunity for me to start to look at the schedules and find myself what defenses uh, am I most interested in now. Um, I am the kind of player that just streams defenses. I do not try to get one for the season and ride with that because it's a very poor strategy. You know, when when it comes to defenses, usually on any given week, there's going to be 20-plus defenses available on the waiver wire. You can just uh, go on there, find a great matchup against a bad offense, and there will be bad offenses out there. And um, play that team, and even if they're not a very good defense, if they're playing against um, an offense that turns the ball over a lot, that's your the defense will do just fine. It will be great. So you know that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, now, uh, one of the reasons, and here's the other thing, right? With defenses and kickers, I always wait till the very end of the draft. My last two picks in the draft are always those two positions because it doesn't thin out as quickly as the other positions go, and there's always good options, okay? So um, I never spend an early pick on a defense because when you look at it, on, on any given year, uh, if you look at the top defenses that are being selected off the board, essentially what it comes down to is people just took – you know, they just take how the defenses ranked last year uh, at the end of the season, they copy and paste it onto the current draft list, and that's the order that the, the defenses come off. So, you know, this year you've got teams like uh, here's the top five you got the Niners, Steelers, Ravens, Bills, and Pats. Okay, so those are the top five defenses coming off the board. In most drafts, they're going to come off sometime between the eighth and the tenth round. Okay, so you're going to have to invest an early pick in order to get one of these guys. I don't recommend that, and the reason is because let's look at the list from last year, the the top five list from 2019, and here was the top five defenses that were selected. Uh, The Bears, the Jags, those are the top two, Rams, Vikings, and Chargers, okay? Now, of that list, only the Rams ended the season as a top five defense. Every one of these other guys was outside the top five, and some were complete busts, like the Bears and the Jags. And, and really, that is, that's the risk, man. Every year it's like this. When you look at the top five defenses that are being selected, maybe one will work out. So don't take your chances there. Just wait till the end. I've got some good names for you. I think they're going to work out just fine. Um, so uh, going back to last year, the two defenses I liked the best were the Pats and and the Bills and uh, it was basically the reason I liked them the best is because they had a great early season schedule and i anyone that that looked at the schedules would have seen that and, and but these guys were not these teams were not targeted heavily. Um, I was able to get them always right near the end of the draft. You know, the, the 14th, 15th round, 13th round. Um, these teams were still available. So you don't need to invest a lot of draft capital to get them. And lo and behold, those were two of the top defenses in the league, mostly because they had a great schedule uh, for defenses. So Anyway, that's what's happening there. So I looked through all the all the team schedules, and really, what I'm looking at is what, who are they playing the first three weeks? That's that's what I want. I want a hot start against teams, and and the teams I, I consider vulnerable. Obviously, you want bad offenses. You want offenses that are going to be led by um, rookie quarterbacks, uh, especially early in the season. Man, I mean, when we're talking Joe Dur- Joe Burrow or Tua or or um, any of those other guys that are going to be starting this year, man. Wouldn't you just love to have the defense playing them in their first professional football game? I mean, that's really there will be massive opportunities for the defense to score points when that's the situation. So you got to take advantage, right? So so um you know, some teams that I really um, like to have my defense play against would be teams like Cincinnati, Miami. Um, uh, also, uh, let's see, Washington's another one I think is really good. I think Chicago's a good one. Um, so those are some of the teams that I really like and to, that I really like for defenses to play against. I don't like those teams. <laughs> so let's clarify, right? This is this is on the defensive side who they're playing All right. So anyway, we get it. So um, here's the teams that look to have the best early season schedule. And uh, the first one, unfortunately, is a top five defense, and it's the Bills. The Bills open up with a home game against the Jets and then a road game against the Dolphins week one and two. That's, That's really good. Now, I will not spend, you know, like a ninth or a tenth round pick on the Bills defense. I won't do it. But whoever picks him up, whoever takes that defense, is going to be looking really good for the first two weeks. Week three is a home game against the Rams. That mm, I'm not, I'm not so sure about. But anyway, um, Bills are Bills have a great early season schedule. Uh, The one I like the best, though, and this is the one really you need to, I think this is the one you need to target this year. Uh, It's the Eagles. Um, the Eagles defense already is a pretty good defense. They're already solid. Uh, but first three weeks, here's who they got. They're, they're at the Redskins, then they have the Rams at home, and then they have the Bengals at home. So that's, that's probably the best early season schedule I saw of any of the teams. And um, right now, the Eagles are the 13th defense being taken off the board. So again, super easy to get. Right at the end of your draft, right when I like to take them, Eagles are in the sweet spot, man. Like I said, Eagles are kind of my what I'm going to be targeting in just about every draft that I'm in this year. Um, so uh, there's another one that's really good uh, for early season, except for their week one matchup. And uh, this is one, again, it's going to be, they're going to be really easy to get, the Browns. Okay, now the, obviously taking the Browns defense, why would I do that? Well, week one they got to play, they're at the Ravens that's not going to be great, you know, so you don't, you wouldn't want to draft, I don't think you want to draft the Browns, but here's what you do, man, um, you look for someone that has a good week one matchup and a poor week two matchup, draft that team, we'll go over those guys in a second, but the Browns for week two and three, Bengals at home, Redskins at home, awesome, those are great, great matchups, um, I really, really like that. So, um, Browns probably not a draft target for me, and really, they're they're probably not even going to be drafted right now. They're the twenty-first defense being selected in. In these early rankings. So they're basically undrafted. That's essentially an undrafted team. So they'll be on the waiver wires and you'll be able to pick them up for week two. All right. So what do you do instead? What do you do for week one? If you can't get the Eagles, who should you target? Well, there's a couple of teams that look to have a great week one matchup. Um, The Chargers are at the Bengals in week one. Again, very first game with a rookie quarterback in the NFL. Awesome opportunity. The Chargers' defense is also a good defense, regardless. But um, anyway, I, I I love that matchup. But unfortunately, the Chargers' Week Two matchup, the Chiefs, <laughs> and, and so I don't want that. But I, the Chargers are being picked 12th overall. Again, another defense that's easy to get at the end of the draft. So here's what you do, man: you draft the Chargers. And then for week two, you pick up the Browns and you drop the Chargers because no one's going to pick up the Chargers on week two to play the Chiefs. No one's going to do it, right? Um, Another good one is the Lions are playing the Bears um, at home. And uh, again, Lions are super easy to get for defense. There are 26 defense being selected. So it's, again, very last pick uh, for week one only. Um, And uh, that's great for week one. But week two, week three, they got Green Bay and Arizona as the next two teams. Obviously, not nearly as good a situation for defenses. But for a week one option, I think they're great. Um, Finally, you got the Pats playing Miami in week one at home. Uh, But again, the Pats are a top five defense. So I really don't want to spend that early draft capital. And here's another thing about the Pats, man. They have a road game at Seattle in week two and a road game against Kansas City in week four that is horrendous man can you imagine spending a top five pick on your defense and you've got to bench that defense for the for two of the first four weeks of the season because there's no way I would play those games as the Pats defense Um, so anyway it's all about the matchups Uh, so uh, like I said I recommend the Eagles the Eagles are kind of like my number one choice and if somehow I get I get sniped on the Eagles I would take the Chargers for week one. And then, uh, you know, again, I'm just going to stream. And the uh, the Browns for week two and three is a great stream to have. So uh, that's my recommendation for team defenses this year. So take that to the bank. Definitely get the Eagles on your target list. So, so uh, you know, like I said, um, in the past couple of episodes I've done, I've talked about these huge value players, these players that are way undervalued relative to their to their draft position for both running backs and wide receivers. But... What about the opposite? What are some guys that are going too high relative to their relative to their value? Um, these landmines that I call them, where they look fine, but they're going to totally blow up your team. So you don't want to take these guys. These are guys you definitely need to to shelve. Uh, I don't care how much you like the player. Situations change, and really when it comes to the draft board, man, value is huge. It's 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 one of the biggest parts of my analysis when it comes to players. And, and when I see these players, I'm like, man, I can't take them unless they fall in the draft. They've got to fall a pretty significant amount for me to want to consider them. So we're going to start with two. They're actually very, very close to one another um, in ADP, uh, both being taken at about the same time. But we're going to start out with Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills. Now, I loved Devin Singletary. I thought he was great last year. Definitely a breakout season for him. He did really, really well. Um, Frank Gore gone, right? That's also very positive. This is a run-first offense. It's going to be a good offense too. I mean, the, the the Bills are really kind of the best team in the AFC East. Sorry, East. Sorry, Pats. But it's the truth, and and so you know, there's definitely going to be opportunity there. Um, Singletary ended the season with 151 carries for 775 yards and two touchdowns, along with uh, 21 catches for 194 yards and. An, an additional two touchdowns. Um, so, you know, it was, like I said, a great rookie season, a great breakout season. He kind of established himself. And I was very high on, on taking Singletary this year. I was like, oh yeah, he's definitely going to be on my target list. Uh, but then the NFL draft happened, right? And, and what happened was uh, the Bills selected Zach Moss from Utah in the third round. And so what we've got now is we've got some, a situation where we thought he was going to be the workhorse but now he's going to be in a timeshare. So that really hurts his value. And how this timeshare splits out, I'm not sure, is it going to be 60/40, is it going to be 30, you know, 70/30? I don't know yet. We got to wait to see what happens there. But regardless, his projections now have fallen. His his projected use his projected usage has fallen. And so right now, let's see here. Um, I currently have Singletary ranked as the 24th most valuable running back. So he's still right on the borderline of a flex RB2 player, right? So um, that's still pretty good. But right now, he's being selected as the RB19. So he's still being priced as if he was a mid-round RB2, which I just don't think is the case anymore. Um, His ADP, he's right now at ADP52. So early fifth round pick. Um, But his value rank, according to my app, is 66th. He's the 66th most valuable player, but he's being selected 52nd. So again, negative value. That is he's overvalued relative to his draft position and he needs to fall at least another round before I would consider taking him as a flex option. Okay. So, um, Let's hear. So, what are some alternatives that you can get in the fifth round? Well, there there are some good ones, and the big the big one, the one, and I've talked about this guy on my huge value players is uh, David Johnson, who is also available early in the fifth round for the most part. And um, uh, there's other players that are showing good value relative relative to their draft position. Here would be players like DJ Chark, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. So, um, you know, again, they're not they're not running backs. Uh, but they are, you know, wide receivers, and and they're good options. So um, those are players that I would consider over Singletary, and I really need to see Singletary fall fall to the to the sixth round. You know, um, that that's what we're talking about. Now the other player is a wide receiver, and it's Stefan Diggs. Um, Stefan Diggs is currently being taken at ADP number forty nine. So again, right at the same point. You know, he's he's right there at um, you know the beginning. of, of uh, the, the fifth round. Um, but right now I have his value rank as number 63 overall. So uh, this is a very similar situation to Singletary where, where he's kind of being valued. I have him valued as like a high end flex, but he is being picked as uh, an RB2. And that's, you know, again, it's, it's going to be a tough situation for Diggs. You know, Diggs um, was constantly complaining last season about how he wasn't getting enough targets. And so what do the Vikings do? They trade him to a low-volume passing offense like the Bills. Bills are a run-first offense. Um, And and so, um, you know, he only got 94 targets last season – and I'm projecting this year he's not even going to get that. So, I mean, how long is the honeymoon going to last in in um, Buffalo for Stefan Diggs? Because, you know, he's a guy that got 149 targets two seasons ago. That's what he wants to get. Uh, he is, it's not – it's just not going to happen at the Bills. He's not going to be able to get that kind of volume because they don't throw the ball that much. So, um, and, and, you know, also as far as my general strategy, I don't like to take – um, wide receivers from low volume passing offenses because their consistency can really suffer. They're they're, they're very inconsistent because there's not enough passing volume to sustain a consistent level of production from week to week. So you never know really what you're going to get. And, and I think that's definitely the case with Stephon Diggs here. Now. Um, I, i haven't projected right now um, well with about a hundred targets so uh, about what he got last year 954 yards five touchdowns he's currently being drafted as the wide receiver 22 so he's a low end um, low end rb2 right now that he's being pr- projected at but i have him valued as the wide receiver 33 so he's a low end flex for me so again you know when it, when it comes to this point in the draft these players are bad for your fantasy team. They're poor value players. Um, You know, again, if I'm looking for a wide receiver, man, Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, DK Metcalf, those guys are way better than Diggs at this point in the draft. And those those are guys I would absolutely take ahead of Diggs. Um, not to mention, also he's new on the team. There's going to be an adjustment period. Uh, you know, it, it's going to take a while for him to develop a, a rapport and trust with the coaches and the quarterback and all that stuff. So again, it's just a it's just a poor situation all around for Diggs. I would stay away from him. So uh, my last player that I want to talk about is um, one who, again, just you know, he's got a reputation and he's still being priced as an elite wide receiver, which I think is a mistake because I don't think he has it anymore. Um, you know, he hasn't had a good season in like, you know, four four seasons or so, maybe three or four seasons. Um, but the last one that I got to tell you to stay away from is Odell Beckham Jr., man. Um, currently being taken at ADP number 27. So beginning of the third round. And and he, before I go any further with Odell Beckham, here's all I have to say. I have his value projected at about the same level as Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry appeared on my huge value wide receivers list that I did just a couple days ago. So, why would you take Odell Beckham in the 3rd round when you can take Jarvis Landry in the 7th round and get a similar level of production out of him? I mean, really, there that's the big that's the big thing here, right? Um Odell Beckham is currently the 10th receiver coming off the board. 10th After, you know, he hasn't done anything in years. I mean, uh, last year, at least he did play the full 16 games, right? That was actually very good to see because he had missed so much time on the prior two seasons. Um, But I have OBJ projected with 128 targets, uh, just over 1,000 yards and six touchdowns. He's my wide receiver 20. Jarvis Landry is my wide receiver 19. So that's what we're talking about. So, so, there's a—one other thing I have to mention, though, also at this point in the draft— is that there is a ton of negative value receivers at this point. The, here's some other guys that are that are not quite as bad as Odell Beckham for value, but still are not projecting as very good value players for the upcoming season. We got DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, Juju Smith-Schuster, all have poor value relative to their draft position, and they're all being taken right around this time in the draft. So, um Again, I, I'm really liking the running backs in the third round right now. Um, you know, that's that's kind of the route I'm going with my draft strategies. I like to go, you know, running back in the first three rounds and then take a wide receiver. Take my wide receiver in the fourth, get Woods, get Thielen, get someone like that in the fourth. Because um, those guys offer as much value as these guys going in the third round. So why not? You know, why not take – why not wait – and, and grab yourself a really awesome running back in the third round, which there is a ton, um, instead of someone like Odell Beckham Jr., which is going to give you negative value. So, you know, that's that's all the time we have for today. So, so these are the three guys. Like I said, right now, in order for me to consider these guys, they've all got to fall on the draft board, and it doesn't look like that's probably going to happen. We got Odell Beckham Jr., we've got Devin Singletary, we got Stephon Diggs. So, please just stay away from those players on your draft board and, and and even if they they sneak into a little bit later than when you think they're going to be available still it's it's a trap they have to fall significantly um at least like a round and a half of value before they're they're gonna be showing themselves, you know, at, at being like a fair value player. Um so so don't put those kind of players on your team. Look for look for undervalued players. Take undervalued players at every single place you can because that's really what helps make a successful draft. So thank you very much for watching. I do appreciate you turning in uh tuning in and watching my show. Um Please leave uh, leave comments below if you want to talk about certain players. I'm happy to hear from you guys. Uh, likewise, what do you think about um, these players here for the upcoming season? Do you think that they have a chance to perform it at what level that they're being drafted at? Do you think they're going to produce some sort of value that will somehow be worth their draft pick? Because, again... I'm not seeing it uh but uh please like and subscribe if you haven't done so already and uh, again still working on my app uh it is not ready to go yet uh but i'm hoping to have uh the 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 updated data into the system very soon here we'll be doing some mock drafts soon we will be taking a look at the app um at least it's going to move into beta phase right now uh, once that happens uh and i have some nice uh upgrades i'm working on on the app right now as well so Anyway, thank you very much uh, for watching. Have yourself a great day. Have yourself a great week, and we will talk soon. See you later, everybody.